If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I'm Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro, on our Saturday salutations on nothing less than April Fool's Day. So we are here, truly here, actually live, unless you're seeing the recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me like, like, April Fool's, you know, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how, how are you doing there, Kevin? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. Well, just for those of you listening, um, if you've never seen the Saturday Salutations uh, from the co-hosts of The Change Physician, um, it's all about just kind of getting you up to date with us individually or events that maybe we just feel like talking about or what has been going on in the podcast itself, such as recent episodes. And um, I'll plan on just hitting up those recent episodes. And that would be from the last week of March. Uh, Kevin and I talked about four things to do to make friends as physician, as a physician. As a um, physician. Yes. But I would say it applies to anyone. Um, as an adult, we don't have the structure and the settings that we used to have as children. So uh, we go into to depth about that. And actually, we based it off some some articles, too, that we were looking at. Um, any comments about that, Kevin? No, I, it, other than the the funny thing is it's always specificity is great for marketing, like four ways to make friends mm -hmm. as a physician, but realistically for anything that's important, there's these core principles and you can apply them almost anywhere. And I think we even talked about that in the episode, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just take yeah. off the, as a, it's like, you know, understanding, well, I'm not going to go into all that, <laughs> but you know, it's like <laughs> as a, whatever, as a, da, da, okay. It might have a little bit, some nuances added in, but there are some core principles that, that relate to whatever topic, uh, such as making friends. So yeah. um, that's episode 242. And then this past Thursday, um, as we like to always do is just to throw things back in the the loop or the cycle. So people that missed maybe our first year or two of doing this podcast, um, you can see in Thursday throwbacks, um, Dr. Stephanie Pearson specifically talks about disability insurance. This is a must, must, must listen to episode. I really go back and listen to episode 65, which was the Thursday throwback from the week before, um, to understand her story and how it's so personal, uh, for her and that, um, she's really creating an immense value for other physicians out there so that they don't have to learn the hard way and you can be set up for success. And um, she is, I personally sent some other colleagues that needed disability insurance and didn't have adequate stuff or weren't sure what they really had. Um, and she was incredibly helpful to those individuals and it made a lot better sense. And they went ahead and, and set up their insurance through her. So any comments there, Kevin? No, other than, yeah, disability is something that nobody wants to talk about, but you're like, what is it? It's like, you're six times more likely to be disabled than die in, um, in, in our wonderful healthcare system. It'll yeah. quickly bankrupt you. I mean, it's, it's so, um, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely something to think about, and particularly the younger you are. And I think we talked about that even with, you know, what does your partner do? And if you're a soul, uh, the sole breadwinner that it's even more important. So, um, very important episode. Yeah. Yeah. Partners, it depends. I mean, the things we don't talk about, you know, this, yeah. or no one wants to deal with it's nobody wants to deal with it. It always makes me, it makes me, me laugh. Like 
there's there's things that people don't want to deal like they don't want to talk about disability insurance people don't want to talk about life insurance people don't want to talk about living wills people don't want to take time to talk about end of life care these are and they're all extraordinarily important and um luckily i have a weird family we 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 talk about death all the time like it's just mm -hmm. something that we've done um but for families that don't and just like recognize it we are all mortal um <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, people act like they're never going to die. And yeah. even people who are like 85 do these clinging things where there's this clinging, clinging and, and clinging to not to not die is not the same thing as living. Yeah. And um, I, it just doesn't make like, I, I, I don't know, people are so scared of the mortality. And it's like, you're going to die. Like, how do you want to die? And how do you want your those around you to kind of process that information and, and respect what your wishes are? Yeah. Like the thing that pisses me off about those conversations is that, and particularly in medicine, is the number of people say, well, I wouldn't want this done to me. And yet they do it to their spouse. Yeah. Or they do it to their parent or, or in it, in, um, in it, in it, I don't know, just, just get the, just to talk about it and make, you know, make sure you have disability insurance, make sure you have life insurance when you need it, particularly when you're younger, um, and talk about your, those, those really important conversations. Um, that are going to happen, mm -hmm. whether you, whether you want them to or not, like, like, yeah. literally, we're all going to die unless something crazy happens in the next 50 years with longevity and all that stuff. And we're still going to have people die, because there's still going to be trauma. Um, there's, you know, still going to be weird things that occur. So talk about it, you know, yeah. talk about it. I think wills, trusts, um, life insurance, all of these things, Funny thing is a lot of times when you just make a point and address it and you set it up, you can forget about it for a long time or a while, or you can just go to it every once in a while. It's not like you have to talk about it every day. <laughs> and most people aren't super complex, right? So oh. like, um, and, and some people, oh, maybe you got to check your will or, and, and, and maybe you do if you have younger kids and you haven't checked it for a long time. I mean, the biggest one I, I've seen with that is if, um, you know, if, if you, and your and your spouse both die. What's going to happen with your kids? And that is extraordinarily important when you're little. And then relationships change over time, so you want to keep reviewing that. Right. But at some point, like you know, we have very basic. We're not like some crazy. We don't have some crazy trust things all over the place. It's it's um, ours. The stuff is simple, and I just don't have to worry about it. I know it's there, and I know yeah. you know it, if this happens, it goes there, and if that happens, then it goes there. Yeah. Oof. And my yeah. kids are old enough now. I don't have to worry about it really because they're, you know, they're be able to, they'll be sad. I'm sure. At least I hope they'd be sad, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it's not just get it done, get something done. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. Like even if you have some more complex trust, it's just, you know, if a new asset comes into your, you know, um, you know, ownership or, you know, you just update things as big things happen. And that's, that's pretty standard. Um, I wanted to mention just like, even, I think sometimes talking about these things are really, um, it's, I guess some people are a little more um, emotional about things. I don't know. What do you want to say? I mean, I consider myself, I have emotions, but I can also be very like, it seems stoic to a lot of people. <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't, I'm pretty much even keel. I wouldn't consider my, this is a debate I have with my husband all the time. I'm, I'm not emotional. I'm not overly expressive emotionally at times. It just depends what it is while he's a lot more expressive and, and, and a lot of things, like for me, I just, I can look like, I'm just like almost like a flat line at times, but just taking it in. Um, I don't let things affect me yeah. terribly much, but um, 
I think when you are <laughs> laughing at me, um, n- not quite like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get very excited about stuff. It's sometimes, you know, it just, it just depends. I, but I guess when, when it comes to work, I'm very much focused on work. I'm very serious when it comes to getting my work done and doing it well. So that, that kind of takes me out of that emotional fluctuation. Um, and that's probably a very strong suit because that is probably not the place to be hugely emotionally <laughs> labile, right? You know, the Especially people that are like, <laughs> you know, like people freaking out and, um, yeah, that like, doesn't you help you. Yeah. Don't, don't, you don't need to do that in the work environment. You know, there's a reason we have professional things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll remain professional, but, um, yes, but I think when you talk about these things about being, um, just basically reminders of mortality, it, and I think it really makes you try to look at the choices you make in life. Uh, we had this off camera discussion. Yeah. Makes you really put things in perspective. Like, what are you waiting on? Like, what do you want to go do with your life? What do you want to go explore? What adventure do you want to take? Like, I think it helps you with that. Um, you're going to say something? No, I, I mean, because the, the, the death perspective is an old stoic exercise. I think it's called the memento mori, where you are remembering that you are going to die. And way, 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 way back when I ran a, um, I ran a program and one of the last sessions on it was write your own eulogy yeah. and people cried. Like they were like, um, because they wrote this thing out and they realized that there were things that they didn't have that they were missing or wanted. And I'm like, well, that's powerful because no matter how old you are, if you at least recognize what those things are, you can address them because you're still here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, people push, 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 push when really it's like, okay, well, let's, let's bookend it, you know, deadlines is, you know, Parkinson's law, which says that the task at hand will expand to the amount of time that you allot it. And so that's why <laughs> that's deadlines right. are so important. So if right. you live like your life is, if you're going to die next week, amazingly enough, you may do a lot more things, you know, yeah. um, I wouldn't recognize it, recommend that all the time, because there's a balance of, you know, making sure that you're preparing for your future or not. But but it's not a bad thing to kind of imagine, well, what if I, what if I died next year? Or what if this happened? And you know what I want to do or yeah. Yeah. And it's okay that it can maybe feel a little uncomfortable because you know, well, if it didn't feel uncomfortable, it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would it's be like, sort of bizarre. Oh, I'll be dead tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> okay. I guess maybe you're super Zen, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it usually stirs something up a little bit and, uh, it reminded me just of like, I don't know, just sometimes people just always want to assume the best or they're not really facing reality of things. I got reminded of that a couple of days ago when I talked to a patient who discussed a medical condition that really, really, really should be on like a medical bracelet or something document in the wallet somewhere um, because it's they're like one out of like a million or hundreds of thousands of people that have this thing. And they don't have anything to document it, you know? So if they're in a car accident, which no one's like, if you're not thinking realistically, then you're just going to assume you're never going to be in a car accident and that you're going to never be rendered unconscious and can never speak for yourself. Like that, or you always be able to speak for yourself. Like that, that's just insane. So I like, I told this person, like you need to have, if you're not willing to wear a bracelet or something, you got to have it in your wallet or somewhere where they're going to look at your stuff um so that you don't have a problem you know when you undergo any kind of anesthetic or surgery or anything treatment wise so anyway just made me think that people are just like 
like ignoring the realities of what can happen to us at any time. Well, we, we live in our own delusions, right? And, yeah. And sometimes we don't want those to be threatened. And it's like, you need, it's yes. good to be a little realistic and, yeah. and just recognize, recognize the, what can be harsh realities or realities for a reason. Yeah. Um, and if you ignore them, it doesn't make them go away. It just means that you're ignoring them. And, and when something arises, you're going to be completely unprepared or those around you are going to be completely unre- unprepared right. for it. And in some cases, one, it actually could expedite your death. Number two, it can make your life worse. Or three, it can make the people you love their lives worse. So, yeah. you know, I say stop being selfish and be realistic and just take care of those things so that you're not a burden to others. Unless you just want to be a burden to others and, you know, do what you want. But yeah, that goes along with the drama in the workplace. Oh, oh. The what? <laughs> the, the drama in the workplace. Oh. God. Oh, everything's crazy in my personal life. So I'm going to bring it into oh, geez. my professional life. I mean, luckily I don't have to deal with that, but um, yeah. Yeah. Why can't we just focus on the patient? And take boundaries, care? you know, boundaries. Mm, not everyone's good at that. Well, <laughs> any, anything exciting or fun you'd like to share? Yes, of course. I've been preparing for this one, you know, in the way yeah. back when we used to do Friday faves and we talked about our favorite stuff. Well, I think we either talked about this last week or maybe we talked about off air but this is my new yay my gib board so uh, awesome it's ghosting it's ghosting because of my background but what this is is uh i fell for the advertising very quickly in um It was a Facebook. Yeah, like you know, it's a, it's a weird. So a year ago, and you guys would probably. I mean, there's two things I talk about a lot. I talk about the kettlebells, and for a long time, I was talking about my Rev Balance balance board, which um, I still absolutely love. But um, this one is basically a hardwood platform with a slack line on it. And this company was freaking brilliant yeah. because they used they sold slack lines, and slack lines are these like the flat like cable like ribbon things and you'll see them in parks sometime people put them between trees and um and they walk on it like a tight tight rope except it's a slack line so it's not super i mean it's tight but not that tight and uh i don't know how they it was freaking brilliant because they just put this on a board and the board then can sit on your floor and let me tell you you know you i I first saw like these kids and that was the ad that caught me and i was like i want to do that they're you know the kids jumping on this thing and bouncing all over and you know walking back and forth and balancing on a hand and i'm like oh that looks super cool i just want to make sure that i can hold an adult and it can um and i've done a lot of balance training so i was pretty arrogant approaching this thing it is freaking hard i mean it is completely different wow than the balance board cool um Cause you're, you're standing on a slack line and, um, it. oh, it's so it's, it's a big challenge. And they're like, Ooh, stand this, do this. And then you can start doing tricks. I'm like, I just want to be able to stand on this thing. Cause I can't, <laughs> I, I, I could probably, I mean, I'm just kind of guessing maybe 10 seconds right now. Well, probably long, longer that with I'm doing on one leg, but trying to actually stand like walking on it. And you can't, I mean, you can basically do a step and then turn. Holy moly, totally different muscle groups and pretty cool. Yeah. That's anyway. awesome. Yeah. Good, good. I love it. I'm I'm just getting excited to maybe start doing some walking and jogging with my little new little puppy. So he's walking and jogging. <laughs> well, he's got little legs. I mean, they're long yeah. for his little body, but um, I'm very excited to be able to not be stuck here, puppy, you know, sitting and actually getting him out and doing some more active stuff so he hit puppies are weird you know because i'm like i'm not a dog person at all but um having friends that do like dog like the puppy thing 
Yeah. And what it really reminded me of is like, like a newborn, <laughs> except you, you can, you condense the first year of being a parent into like three weeks. And I don't know if you had to do this or how old they were, but like my, my buddy, you had puppies and it was like, he was waking up in the middle of the night to like take them till they could pee and do it. And he wasn't sleeping and he didn't sleep really well for like two or three weeks because of all the care that was involved. And I was like, that sounds a lot like having a baby, except it's a lot shorter. So, yeah. And yeah. they're, you can't put a diaper on them and have it be clean. <laughs> you can, it's just not as easy as a, the bald skin of a baby's rear end. Yeah. How um, would you do a diaper on a puppy? Do they have like little cutouts for the tail? Or? Well, I do, I do know there's some that, you know, that lose their functions that they, you know, still give them a life and, you know, have little things to little wheels to run around. Oh, I've with. seen those. Yeah. 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 So they have to have something to catch their stuff, but yeah, yeah no, we got them around two months, I think. And, uh, uh, luckily my husband and my sleep schedule is uh kind of overlap and so he's up later so it makes makes it nice to be able to like deal with that puppy part <laughs> um so he was he's been a godsend dealing with uh um our little rico but uh yeah so he's he's getting a little bit better and we're now going to start training him to go outside so that is my update from the puppy world <laughs> from the puppy world <laughs> yeah he is it is part child we knew that going in but you know, you're getting this point with same thing. You know, you keep thinking, you keep putting it off, putting it off. I've been putting off having a dog since I met my husband over, you know, wow, today is actually our, oh, I think it's 2009. And so that would mean 14 years. So today is officially since we started dating to now, um, obviously we're married or today's our 14 years. So Your first date was an April Fool's joke. No, it wasn't. <laughs> we just, we, you know, it, it was one of those progressions of friendship to more. And we estimated around April 1st was like when she, he asked me to be his girlfriend. So <laughs> would you go steady with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he said it like that. He said, would you be my girlfriend? <laughs> would you be my girl? <laughs> so 14 years, all those years, I didn't have a dog. You know, he had his cat and then he lost his cat. And then a year later, we got a new cat. And then we have now an 11-year-old cat. And all this time, I've foregone having a, a dog, which didn't make sense the first few years because I was still finishing my training. But um, so I wouldn't say he caved. He just, he wanted me to be happy. And he knew that we both are like fine with the dog that I was looking at. So there you go. It all, and the rest he, is Has history. he kind of morphed into the doggy dad? He, he, he definitely makes it clear that he's more of a cat person, but he does love him. And he says he does love him. So, um, and he thinks I'm more of a dog person, but it's because I never grew up with cats and he spent more time with cats before I met him than I did. So, mm -hmm. but he raised that one from this big, you know, feeding it with a dropper when the vet said they were going to euthanize it. And he's like, bring that back to me. I've got him. So, um, so he, he saved a cat. And so that one lasted 18 years. So he did a great job. Mm -hmm. yeah. but they are low, lower maintenance <laughs> they're way he, lower maintenance <laughs> as he said when it comes to the world of uh going to the bathroom um cats are geniuses dogs not so much <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i agree with that yeah I, I i would love to have a cat but uh too many allergies in the house so oh well yeah that, that can affect people sometimes too yeah well I, well I won't i won't belabor that topic but uh anything else you'd like to add before you take us out no, other than happy, happy fool's day. 
Happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> like if I had a, I wish I had a joke or a good April Fool's thing to even do, but I don't have anything. Hope you fools have a good day. How about <laughs> yeah. that? There's a friend of mine on Facebook. She posted something that was like picture of Mr. T. It was like, happy, happy April, fools. I was like, that's uh, awesome. That is I was so just awesome. thinking about him when I said that. Yeah. yeah. Happy that's April, awesome. fools. <laughs> so I guess we'll, we can end with that. Happy April, fools. There you go. Yeah. That's it. You're not going to say go, well, what else is there? go to the changeposition.com. If you oh, like I'm to supposed to say that. Yeah. Happy April, fools. If you want to join the fool community, go to the changeposition.com. <laughs> nice i like it you all take care <laughs> stay well folks thank you for joining us today on the change physician podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com and while you're there be sure to check out the free book giveaways guides and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com 